Salams and salutations. My name is Mikhail Suleiman, and this is the Black Enso Podcast. Uh, for those of you who might not know what an Enso is, it's part of the Zen practice of drawing a circle in a single stroke. And the resulting imperfections of the circle represent a person's inner emotional and creative life imprinted on the canvas. In this context, my paint is everything you'll hear. And my canvas is this podcast, Imperfections and All. Welcome. This particular episode is not in a rush at all. This episode, I decided, won't be guided by underscore music. I, I think you'll feel what my guest has to say more deeply without it. Or better yet, the music is in the language. A language with its own tempo and rhythm. I also felt uncomfortable obscuring the nature of the conversation. You, you'll know what I mean in a minute. Today... I'm talking with one of my favorite artists I've ever collaborated with, a phenomenal musician and uh, mystic, a sorcerer of sound. His name is Jerome Ellis. Throughout our conversation, he casually and continuously dropped jewels like he was Mansa Musa or something. I strongly encourage you to listen until the end. It's worth the patience. I started the interview with a very important question that you should also know about. Um, I didn't ask you this before we started uh, by design. I can cut this out if you don't want me to keep this in by design. Mm. Um, but I have to ask you, how do you want me to edit um, your stutter? Thank you. Thank you. I mean, my preference is to leave it in. And I really appreciate you Great. asking about that. This is, um, this is a question that I ask myself when I'm I'm editing myself, and it's something that I make very clear when other people are editing me, especially as as time goes on. Um, so I so I would I would like to just leave it in. I think it's important to um, yeah for if important for me uh, that it be um, allowed to breathe and exist. You know? Right. Right. So thank you, thank you for asking. Yeah, it's an interesting choice to use the word uh, breathe in that context. Hmm. Um, what do you mean by that? <laughs> yeah, no, it's wonderful that you ask about that. Well, it's interesting on one level because when I am stuttering, I often stop um, I stop breathing. Um, you know, hmm. so it's actually it's interesting that I use that word. I wasn't really kind of expecting to use that word, but um, yeah, on one level, it's like I stop breathing, and that's just sort of what my my body does, and it can be hard for me when I'm when I'm caught caught in the block, as I um, as it's it's also referred to hmm. the block um, that um, when I'm caught there, yeah, I often stop breathing, and sort of, sort of my whole body freezes. So. So there's one level on which when I was saying that I want to let it breathe, that I want to let it, I want to let, it's like, and one way I was saying, like, I, I want, I want whoever is listening to this to, to, 
um, to, to hear and to feel as much as possible when I'm not breathing. And, and in fact, when I'm, mm. when I'm not speaking, but I also say like, I use the word also in the sense of like, um, that the stutter to me is, is like, um, is a divine being is the way that I, I feel about it. It's, it's, it's a spirit. And so when, it's edited out or, or when it's been edited out in in the past i've felt in some some cases like oh that like that the spirit the spirit was 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 removed um that the hmm. spirit it didn't get it did, wasn't allowed to exist for me in my speech this the stutter is just as important as my as my as my voice when it's not stuttering and to me right both are both are are crucial aspects so to me you know to me it's almost as if you it's almost as if um another sort of way of looking at it for me is if you um if you took a recording of some music not 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 you not you uh, You, Mikael, but um, if somebody were to take a recording of some music and um, and edit out the rests, you know, and the silences, right. that then it's a different, <laughs> different, you know, it, right. that it, it's a different song. It's a different, you know, piece of music. That's sort of how I feel about it too. That the like stutter that is kind of Arvel um, Park kind of stuff. You know? Yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah. That the stutter is an integral part of my music of and and, and the music of my speaking, oh. and it shows up when it shows up, and it stays as long as it wants, and it goes when it wants. And so I'm just like, you know, like it's yeah, a, it's like a duet, you know. So so I want to have both present. So I think about breathing in that context too. Of, um, you know, sometimes you'll hear like, oh. Oh, like let the music breathe, you know. Um, right, right. You know, so sort of yeah. that context too. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, I know you first as one of the most amazing musicians and sonic artists I've ever met uh, or have any kind of creative access to. Um, mm. I met you obviously through Sylvan, our mutual friend. He had a show at UCLA. Do you remember this? I do. Oh, yeah. Um, I think your stutter, it's something that you wear like a crown. Mm. Now, of course, it goes without saying that you've been living with it for your life. So, mm -hmm. and, and I'm curious if it started at a certain point in your life or not. But in the context of the Enzo, this podcast that I'm doing, um, one of the things I'm really interested in is how, you know, people uh, allow all of the aspects of themselves to be part of what makes them great, you know, or interesting mm -hmm. or beautiful or complex and creative, you know? And what has impressed me most about you among, among many other things that we're gonna hopefully get into is how well you, uh, yeah, for lack of a better term, wear your stutter, you know? Mm -hmm. And um, I guess, how do you feel about how you experience your stutter mm. because you you said just a second ago that it's a duet 
which kind of implies that there's you and then there's the stutter and that the two of you are dancing in some kind of way, you know? So I guess that's part of where that, that thought process came from. Yeah, no, absolutely. Well, thank you. And, um, you know, I, what you said about wearing and as a, and, and as a crown, that really, that really resonated with me and unlocked something for me. I have long thought of it as something that I wear, but I'd never use the word crown. Hmm. And when you said that, you know, I immediately thought of my grandfather, who's hmm. uh, my mother's father. His name was was Charles. A uh, uh, Charles Charles. Charles uh, uh, James Charles James Charles James His last name just doesn't want to come out right now, but Charles James. Yeah, you see, you see what happens. You, you some, I sometimes just, sometimes just, just that's a way of honoring the stutter. It's like, well, the, the name doesn't want to come wow. yet because, so, so, hmm. so let me just let me just honor that. You know, right? That's that's one path. There's another path where is where I where I wait for it, and both both are honorable for me. Right. But hmm. you know, his name. His name is Charles, and he died at the age of a, a hundred, almost a hundred one, in April. You know, so he came in the pandemic, and he hmm. left in the pandemic, and that I find that very wow. striking. But I th I think of him because I uh, he was a preacher, um, a reverend in um, in Brooklyn, and I and. I once came across this passage in the book of Proverbs in the Bible, and it says, gray hair is a crown of splendor. So I remember when I read that, I was just mm. like, wow, that's like such a, that really illuminates for me what, like the glory of, of aging, you know, that, that gray hair. Right. So I, I speak about that because, because as you as you said, yeah, the stutter, and you know, I, I alternate between saying my stutter, as you've heard me, I sometimes say my stutter, and sometimes I, I refer to it as as the stutter, because it reflects this sort of simultaneous experience I have that it is something that is mine, and it's something that is in, it's inextricable from who I am and, 
in my body and my mind and my spirit. Right. And at the same time, it feels like something that is separate from me. And it, as I said, like it feels like a divine being or a spirit or something. You know, I was raised in raised in in Pentecostal churches. And from very early on, I had the experience of speaking in tongues. I would watch my mother, and then my mother eventually, wow. um, she instructed me in it. And then I started speaking in tongues. And Yeah, and to me, the way that experience was often talked about was, you know, that the spirit comes into your body, and it speaks out of your mouth, and that you are not speaking. Right. Um, so I, I think that really influenced me from a very early age, because... Because uh, to answer your your question, I started studying very early, maybe four or five or so. Um, but when um, when I when I yeah just learned more about and with and was sort of indoctrinated into the experience of speaking in tongues, that helped me understand my stutter as as a sort of parallel experience. That like when it happens, that there's a spirit that arises within me, a spirit that may live within me as well, but. But all, but also it, it arises at the moment and it chooses to speak and the language it speaks is silence or perhaps more accurately is a language that that we can't hear you know I think about like hmm. you know I think about dogs that they right right that they can hear frequencies we can't you know to me there's perhaps something it, the way that I sometimes think about this stutter is that it's speaking something but to us, it, it may just sound like silence, or as you as you've heard, especially when you have a nice microphone like this, you can hear. You know, there's different clicks and things that happen when I, right, am in the block. But you know, it's really interesting to me what you also the thing about the garment because there's this text from the early church where it describes um, baptism as a garment, and and that when you dip into the water into the river or the pool, that you come up wearing something new and that the water is a garment, you know, and I'm, and I'm sure in other religious uh, traditions, or I, I'm not sure I would imagine that in other religious uh, traditions, there is a similar idea that right. uh, water as a garment um, and baptism as, as a garment. So when you said the word, something that I wear, I also thought about that because to me, I often think of the stutter in terms of a baptism that happens like thousands of times a day. And to me, it's like, I when it happens, I get baptized in the stutter hmm. and in, in the silence of the stutter. Um, and again, part of it is because when, when I was baptized in water, you know, it's like, I had to, you know, I, I chose to, but then you're standing in the pool and the preacher, he, in my case, was a man. He decided when I was going to go under the water. You know, it wasn't me who was to be like, okay, now I'm ready. He had his hand on my head and then, hmm. and then, you know, he might have counted down or something. But to me, there's this experience that I had that is like, when I was baptized in water, I didn't, my, I had to sort of relinquish a sense of control over it. Um, and there's, again, there's that parallel with the stutter because I don't know often when it's going to come. So to me, there's something here between baptism, garment, stutter, water, silence is this sort of like a, a, 
a constellation that I I spent a lot of time thinking about. Yeah, so that's that's one of the many ways that I I think about it. Um, there are so many. I've been thinking about it, you know, you know, basically since I started studying when I was <laughs> five. So I mean, like, I can only imagine. Uh, yeah, <laughs> and there's also just something in regards to you know the stutter in some way is purifying some aspect of your internal being, you know? Mm -hmm. And I think my assumption was leading me down the path of some kind of egotistical thing or something. And I don't think that's right or fair for me to assume that for you. Um, so I'm curious, like what, when you use the term that there's a, a, a the stutter is some type of baptism, what do you feel, what aspect of your being does the stutter baptize? Mm. I mean, I love that, and I hadn't thought of it in terms, or I, I, the the word a purification really landed with me, because I do feel that's true, and you know, I feel like what part of me, you know, I think, you know, I think the stutter it teaches me a lot and purifies a lot. I think one big thing is it is it forces me, not even like teaches me, it forces me to wait. You hmm. know, it forces me to be patient and to have um, a specific relationship with time um, that, yeah, that has to do with waiting and like, like I'm, I'm in some ways a very, patient person or I have a lot of patience in certain spheres and other spheres I I don't I'm very very impatient hmm. um and I um I struggle with that and um I think I think part of my ego that it purifies is the part of me that is impatient I would say um or the hmm. or the parts the parts that are impatient and I would say related to that is I have to relinquish control um mm. and the ability the ability to predict um and and predict you know i think a lot about that word because it literally means you know to say in advance um right. so the nature of prediction already has to do with speech and so when this one i can't predict when as i said when the stutter will arrive how long will it last and so i you know my my impulses of of control get get purified by the stutter some of them i, I would say i mean I, I you know i have so many impulses of control that i of course yeah i struggle with um but but definitely that and i would say just like I would say, because I would say, like, when I, you know, for many years, I sort of um, had a very antagonistic relationship with my stutter. And I, I would, I had many years of my life where I would pray, I would pray so many hours uh, to be rid of it. You know, it's like something I didn't want. I wanted hmm. to be healed of it. And I would, you know, there's different, there's this thing called speech easy, which is, essentially like a microphone that it works it works with 
with Echo, the end of space, you know, hearing aid that you that you um, wear. And I, I remember I probably found out about it in college and I really wanted one. And they're like, like thousands of dollars, you know, so I, I couldn't afford one. And um, yeah, so for many years, I had very just sort of antagonistic relationship and wanted to be cured of it, basically. And I would go to therapy for it and, you know, all these things. Um, but at a certain point, that changed because I started to find ways. I mean, I've, for many years, I've been finding ways to embrace it. But there was, I think, of really a shift in the last few years. I think especially when I started speaking on stage and started started uh, using my voice in, in performance and, and theater. Right. That um that had a big effect on me and and helped me just to as you as as you said to to wear it to wear it in a new way and to and to not you know <laughs> you know I think about that uh, that line from Shakespeare like um about like like how heavy how heavy is the crown you know. Right, um, right, and I, you know, I think at a certain point, like the crown stopped stopped being heavy, or I was able to find a way again, as you said, to like, you know, to tilt it in some way so that it doesn't feel heavy, <laughs> so that I can, you know, um, I think about the way that you know, as black people, we we wear hats and we wear other gar- garments of clothing at a at a tilt, you know, in right. a way. Um, and that kind of way of approaching garment. So, you know, all that's to say that I think um, another thing that is purified is also like my my desire to um, rid myself of something that, in fact, I don't feel like needs I need to be rid of, because the stutters, you know, it's treated as a pathology and you know there's the 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 speech language a pathologist you know treats it and to me there's a whole um ideology and set of assumptions that underlie that that i very slowly over years started to um interrogate and and to me like a really radical question i ask myself is like what if it's not a pathology? What if there's nothing wrong with me? What if what if this is just another way of speaking? What mm-hmm. if it's in fact beautiful? What if it's musical? What if it is a source of poetry? What if it is something that is is divine? And eventually, like, what if it's something that even if I could, like, if they come up with a cure for it, what if I, that was something that I would say no to? You know, that to me is like, 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 that was like, when I first started thinking, of, like, thinking like that, I was like, oh, that's like really far away from how I was, how I was raised and what the sort of narratives I inherited. And that is absolutely hmm. how I feel now. If, like, if a cure came up, I'd be like, no, thank you. Like, I don't need to be, I don't need to be cured of anything, you know? Like right. if you watch, watch, uh, watch, uh, uh, Joe Biden, you know, Biden often stutters more like me that he'll just stop speaking. But 
again, some people, many people don't know that, so they'll assume that, oh, you know, he's senile, he forgot what he was saying, or which, which I, I didn't think, know he had a stutter. Yeah, he does. Yeah, and and he's very interesting because he he kind of ascribes this narrative of like, oh, I overcame it, which you know, which I support and I think is very. It has it has a limiting effect because um, <clears throat> the message that is often given to people who stutter, especially young people, is that like you ha you have to overcome it. You know, um, right, there's no cure, right. but you have to overcome it. Whereas if somebody asked me if I overcame my stutter, I would say no. I would say that I accepted it, but I wouldn't Embraced say that I overcame it. it. Yeah. Embrace it exactly. Yeah, so it's like purifying myself of. of ableism, you know, like that there's, there's an, there's, hmm. there's an ableist um, ideology that paints certain forms of um, certain manifestations of people's bodies as um, abnormal or deviant or wrong, you know, right. that, that's something I had, had to purify myself too. And then when that happens, it's like, it's like then, it's exactly as you said, then it's a crown, it's a gift, it's like something I can wield. It's it's a musical instrument for me, you know, it's like, I mean, I, I could obviously go on for hours. No, I mean, <laughs> and, I, and I want you to. I mean, it's really deep, though, because, you know, as I was thinking about interviewing you and talking to you about not only the stutter, but I can't wait to get into the music mm. stuff as well, mm. is that I was thinking how you talk so much about the silence of the stutter I'm curious, like, is there some connection between your stutter and mm. your music? Mm -hmm. I think one is improvisation. I was really, really drawn to improvisation when I discovered that jazz is so integral, This that improvisation is so integral in jazz. And I think a lot of that, I think that stems from many places, um, but one of the places I stems from, I think, is is my experience of stuttering. Because when you, when I stutter, at least, and I think I think other stutters have this experience too. You 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 develop, or I, I can only speak for myself. I developed pra practices of improvisation. For example, like if I felt I was going to stutter on a word, sometimes I would search for search for a a synonym very right. very quickly and it's you know it's something i still do and 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 you I, i've done it in our our conversation and sometimes i can tell like three words ahead i'm gonna stutter so <laughs> let me let me see if i can find a synonym real quick and it's just like it manifests in so many ways and and it, it often happens so 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 fast and and right. there is a pleasure i developed in doing that in a, a music to that and same thing with with writing you know um um, so, right. But there is something that in regards to your mind, surely there must be some kind of influence that, um, that patience, that, um, that garment, that crown, uh, has some influence on all the music that you make in some way. Is that the case or, or no? Does it feel like bifurcated in some way? No, I, I, I think I think that's certainly the case. I think it, it, it touches everything. I think mm. um, I, sometimes the way I describe it is that the, the stutter is, is, 
is my stutter is 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 a trunk and that all the branches of who I am they come out of the trunk but to me it's like that in some it's like I often just feel like it's the center like like everything is influenced by it but once I started like composing and thinking of myself more as like composing what I started to realize slowly is like oh it's like now I get to make my own time world. You know what I mean? Mm. It's like like a yeah. piece of music as like a as a time world. And like I mean that, you know, that phrase I've I've probably actually never used until now. You know, I mean I've, I've thought about <laughs> it in, in other ways, but you know, it's a very it took me a really long time to sort of develop that um and I can create a sort of, you know, a temporal sort of atmosphere and environment where I feel good and where I feel, you know, where I feel um, joyful and like that I have enough time and like, especially, especially once I learned, once I learned how to use rubato, you know, like once I learn how to like stretch meter and like and and once i right. once i let myself you know um you know not not even have meter so much of speaking is like like where i feel like there's an inherent meter in conversation you know it's it's it's, it's revealed very strikingly when i'm on the phone with somebody who doesn't know that i stutter you know i call right i call a store and i and um a bookstore and i want to tell ask them for a, a title and they ask me mm. What's the title of the book? And of course, because they're like my name or like any name, like like the name of my grandfather. Part of the reason why, part of the nature of the study there is there 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 is of course no synonym. You know, so it's either you you say the right. thing or you don't. And the same right. thing with the title yeah. of the book. You know, I can call someone and if I want to know the hours, I can ask them like, how late are you open? Or what time do you close? Or what are your hours? You know, there's many ways to ask it. But if they want the title, I got to tell the title. And so then I stutter. Right. And so right. it's like, like three seconds go by, five seconds. And they ask, hello? You know, seven seconds, 10 seconds, hello? And then often they hang up because they assume that the line has dropped because right. there's, a, there's a meter in conversation, you know. Um, hmm. and, and the meter only, you know, only at, at Laos for a certain amount of time of silence, which I, I think this goes back to your question also about, about editing is like, is, is what I find very beautiful about leaving the stutters in is, is it reminds people that, uh, silence is not always empty or that it, or that's nothing is happening. But the thing is like between you and I, you know, it's like you, you know I stutter, and not only do you know it, you you respect it and you honor it and you listen to it. So we we have created a time world between you and I where I feel totally safe speaking with you. And I know that if I stutter, yeah. you're not going to think that the line has dropped or something, you know. Like that that listening, I don't take for granted, you know. I think for, you know, no, it, it may feel okay. for you maybe something, you know, simple or, you know. But for me, it's like I have many experiences where where I'm not, 
listened to in that way. Um, hmm. And, you know, that's, that's painful. And that, you know, and that's, you know, again, a matter of time. So it's like, you know, time. Yeah, like we, we can make our own, own time worlds. And that's one of the things I like to do in music is just like, and because, and, and, and one of the things I like is because, you know, like, 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 like one of my goals in music is to heal, is to like, you know, to soothe hmm. people. And part of that is because I think everybody has experiences of pain in, in time, you know, whether it's, you know, it's me as a stutter is one example, but, you know, some people, you know, some people feel like, like they're stressed or they're rushed or that, or that, you know, or that their, their parents are aging and they don't have enough time to, you know, enjoy them and you know so many things so it's like one of the things i like to do in music is see if i can provide some kind of solace you know you know for myself and then hopefully for other people that they can listen to something and feel and feel a kind of yeah a kind of healing in time a kind of you know a bomb or something because i hmm. i feel that in in music of all all kinds you know yeah you're talking about healing and it makes me think about how you do sound baths mm -hmm. and um i'm sure obviously there's a very clear direct connect to that but you know as you've kind of casually talked about earlier your spiritual practice which i'm sure is evolving and growing and is dynamic and complex in all the ways that people's spiritual practice can be how does the sound world connect to your spiritual world? Hmm. Oh, I love this question. <laughs> uh, well, my God, um, where to begin? I mean, the sound bass is a good place to start. I think, um, you know, it's like, you know, as, as you've noticed, you know, it's like I... I choose, I've chosen to speak about my grandfather as a reverend and as, and as a force in my life. And I've chosen to speak about the Bible and speaking in tongues. And I've chosen to speak about those things because they, for me, are so not only inextricable, inextricable from who I am, but inextricable from the stutter. And to me, it's like, spirituality the stutter and music are all are all so interwoven inside hmm. of me i think part of my <clears throat> when i started my practice of sound baths in 2018 i it was one one further step in a journey i've been doing for a while of just trying to um create trying to create rituals trying to create sonic rituals that hmm that provide that can that can provide or offer at least um some kind of solace or refuge or healing or because i often didn't feel that in church I, I i i i i would feel it sometimes but then there's other parts of church that were um that uh felt harmful to me in some ways hmm. so you know i, I and I think about, so to me, it was like, I witnessed from a child the power that music could have in um, shaping 
shaping that room, that ritual room. And, um, hmm. and you know, I think, you know, it's like, I go back to rubato it's like in my sound baths most of the music is rubato and by that i mean most of the music has no has no beat to it you know it has no mm -hmm. steady beat to it that it's you know some might call it ambient or you know soundscape which which is you know both accurate and inaccurate more the more i more the way i think about it is that my goal off in the sound baths is literally to make music that feels like water right. whether it's a river or an ocean or rain or you know I use the word sound bath, but it is drawing from various kinds of movements of water. You know, I have this experience when I'm praying and I practice, right now I practice, I've spoken to you a bit about this, but I practice a kind of prayer called a contemplative prayer um, or prayer of contemplation has a few different names and um it's christian well i mean it has a, I, I sort of learned it from a christian perspective even though i don't identify as a christian anymore but what i do is i i sit in a chair on the edge of the chair sometimes i have my eyes open sometimes i have them closed here i've been having them open a lot because it's just trees um <laughs> and they're so nice to look at but and i and i sit there and i have my hands in my lap and i on the in-breath, I say in my mind, I say the word, sunlit. And on the exhale, I say the word, the word, the word absence, sunlit mm. absence, just in and out, in and out, and it's a it's a it it's it's a phrase from a a poem by the Irish. The Irish writer Seamus Haney, and hmm. is the title of a book about about a contemplative prayer. That's where I first encountered the phrase, and um, and there's this experience that happens um, sometimes, and it's and there's an so the, there's like a three part. There are three books all written 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 by this guy Martin Laird, and the the first book is called Into the Silent Land. And I find it a very accurate way of talking about this experience that I have sometimes when I'm doing this kind of prayer that is, it's like I, it's like every breath is a step toward a silent land, toward a, hmm. a place of silence and silence in a, in a very, um, full sense of the word, not, not simply the absence of sound but a place of a place that the stutter also brings me to in its own way. Um, 
that it is it is silence, but it's also a place of um, f- uh, freedom of, of 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 a certain kind. I, and I think, you know, I, I so easily reach sort of the limits of language when I'm talking about these things, which again is is part of why why the music is so important. And in my sound baths, I sometimes will sing, but I tend to I tend to you know I tend to it tends to be largely instrumental as 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 most of my music because I'm trying to trying to approach certain things without language Mm. but um there's something about what you're describing that brings me back to yeah it makes me circle back to what you were saying earlier about the um stutter being a type of baptism you know Mm -hmm. and i wonder if you know it's at all applicable to call them sound baptisms in a certain way and the reason why i say that is less about the spirituality of that phrase, um, but more about how in some way, the way you're talking about it is as if you're bringing people into a stutter of some sort, you know? And the reason why I say that is because, and again, I might be projecting, so please correct me if I'm overstepping, but there's something about the stutter, although it might not be actually true or even the way you experience it, but that I perceive it as being because of my sonic experience of it is that it oftentimes sounds like a loop in some way, you know, Mm. that somebody is like in a loop and they're trying to break out of the loop, you know, and there's something about your music. I think in general, that is oftentimes not scared to uh, loop and be repetitive in a certain way to reach some kind of ecstatic space, ecstatic sonic space, you know? And so and the way that you were describing it, it was as almost as if you were actually creating the 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 opening that a stutter uh, is um, in some way for you, and you're allowing people to um, enter that. You're using sound. You're using your breath. You're using these other tools. So that I wonder if there's like some kind of. Um, yeah, if there's some kind of intersection between, you know, the concept of the stutter being a baptismal space and the sound bath as being something, and I recognize this is a really stretch, so I'll just say like, yo, you're stretching, bro. Um, but that no, there's something, you know, that um, you're creating, you know, um, a stutter in some kind of way this looping, you know, and this like sinking in and being patient, you know, um, all sounds in some way uh, interwoven, you know? I mean, it's exactly right. And I'm just like dazzled by your articulation of it. I feel like I've been trying to like articulate. I literally just wrote down, I opened up my text box, my computer was like stutter as, as as a baptismal space. And I'm like, and I and immediately, dude, as you were talking, I was like, yo, I need to, I need to get him to send this recording to me because I'm going to need to transcribe that. Because I'm like, literally though, this is like what I've been trying to, I struggle so much to articulate this. And it's just like, I mean, it just That's proves to me, it's just bro. like the purpose wow. of like, or not the purpose, but like the beauty of friendship and people understand you and just like yeah. mirror yeah. things back to you. Because it's just like, yeah. like, yes, like, and I and I laughed when you were saying like, oh, maybe I'm projecting your stretch. And I was like, no, like this, like that, like like that's it, like that's exactly it. And 
I mean, I, I'm just like <laughs> dazzled. I'm just like, like, you know, like, oh my God. I mean, that's it. And because it's like, I think, I think it's exactly, it's like, yeah, it's like, I'm, tr- I'm, one of the things I'm trying to do is exactly that is like, I'm trying to, like, I'm trying to, in some ways, magnify and amplify what the stutter gives me and hmm. give that to other people with as many, um, you know, hues and colors as possible. You know, it feels like, it feels like if the stutter for me is like, you know, a little sketch that like in the sound bath and, and my music, in all my music is I'm trying to like, you know, just make paintings and murals and sculptures from that. It's like, I want people to, I want people to experience the many forms of beauty that that it carries. And, and so much of it is, as you said, is like the, is the, the power of a loop, the power of the kind of trance. Cause I definitely go into a bit of a trance when I'm, yeah when I'm caught in it and the, and, and the, the ecstatic, nature of that as you said and and definitely it is ecstatic and in the in the literal sense of the word ecstatic you know to stand outside it's like mm. i want the music of the stutter and the power of it i want to hmm. invite people into that and i can't do that by making them stutter you know Right, um, and I right. can't, I can't invite them into my body. But what I can do is I can make a musical portrait, you know, in a way that is a suspension, you know, is a is a stillness, is a silence. Right. Again, in the capacious sort of sense of silence, that like in the sound bath, there's a lot of music, and often the music is is at a volume, but there's a there's a there's a silence within that right. that I'm, I'm trying to invite people into. Right. And I mean, sound a sound <laughs> baptism instead of bath, as you said, is so is so so resonant for me because it's yeah, it is that it's like, but yeah, that's exactly it, and it's like, you know. Like there's this term I use for the stutter sometimes that I sometimes call it a clearing. Hmm. When I, usually when I reach a clearing on a hike or something, I stop even just even just for a second and appreciate that I'm there. Yeah, to me, take a deep breath in the way. Yeah, right? exactly. Yeah. And to me, that's part of what the stutter does for me, both in my body and then, again, the goal in the music is to create a kind of clearing where um where like you know we can kind of we can kind of we can we can we can pause for a second we can hmm. get off the path for a second we can right. gather we can become circular rather than linear right right um and again because that's like how it like you know when i stutter is like well here i am 
like <laughs> can't really go anywhere you know uh so let me just like let me just chill yeah yeah i mean so that's i mean that's that that's exactly it it's just like i'm trying to really as as you said i'm trying to trying to create a stutter for the listener and the, and and the audience and and it doesn't feel incongruous to say that because but i to me it's like <clears throat> again part of my journey with my stutter is like expanding what 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 the word even means cuz you know i grew right. up watching you know you know watching porky pig you know and <laughs> like i feel like you know wow. a lot of i never even know, thought of that yeah oh yeah yeah and i'm and i'm i'm I, I, <laughs> there's a project in my future where i'm i'm doing some writing about about him about the character um wow. yeah i'm really interested in, in porky pig i i love watching porky pig as a child and i was aware even as a child i was like oh porky pig has a stutter but he doesn't stutter like me you know porky pig <laughs> And I and part it goes back to what we what I was saying about the phone conversation earlier. It's like mm. if I were on the phone, and I were um, and I were they asked me the title, and then the title started with an M, and then I said, "Ma ma 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 ma," they would know right. that I'm stuttering because right. partially, but partially because it's you can hear that something is happening, so you know that the line doesn't drop, but also because in our media, that's when a stutter is is shown or portrayed it's almost always of uh, of that kind but but as i was saying like i think it's it's been really important for me to kind of expand the notion of what the word even means because if you think the word um if 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 someone thinks the word means oh it's a, a pathology or a speech impediment or something that needs to be gotten over that's one thing but if you consider it as as you just did as as a baptismal space mm. you know that that that's a whole other thing it's like that that's expands what it can mean and and if i think of it as i said as a divine being as a spirit as a path towards silence as a you know all these things as a loop as a drone you know all these things it's like as a musical instrument you know these are all ways that i think of it and, and that really helps me because then it you know then it's so much more than it's so much more than something that happens in my body. It's so much more than something that causes me pain or causes me, you know, it's, it's so much more than that. So, hmm. thank you, man. Yeah, absolutely.
The music you just heard is called Negritude from Jerome Ellis. Thanks for taking the time to listen. Black Ensa will be a place where we discover people's stories and journeys. We will celebrate their Ensos in all of its imperfections. You can subscribe to Black Enso on Spotify and Apple Podcasts, as well as most streaming platforms. You will find the Black Enso show notes on www.blackensomedia.com and follow us on Instagram at Black Enso Media. Tell your friends, tell your enemies. We welcome everyone. Salams and salutations. <laughs>